Hey, uh, hey, Brad, what's that you got there in front of you? It's a book of porn, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yeah. It's Playboy. My uncle gave it to me. My parents don't know. Got to hit it under my bed. Don't tell nobody. And by porn, I mean Pathfinder 2nd yeah. Edition. We, we may have set a record for the fastest we've derailed. <laughs> Let's see here. Hey, Brad, what you got there? Six words. Six words. What's interesting is it's a book of porn, not like a magazine. But a straight up right. book, book. hardback. Where do you get that? <laughs> More of a catalog, really. <laughs> like hardbound leather. Yeah, like it is co- hardbound. Coffee table book of porn. It's like Anne Rice. <laughs> Emphasis on the hardbound. <laughs> hey, hey, that shit's cerebral, all right? This is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventuresvault.com, for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open... The Adventurer's Vault. Yeah, let's try that again. Hey, Brad, what you got there? Oh, you mean this lovely new copy of Pathfinder 2nd Edition? Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Oh, looky there. So you mean we no longer have to do this as the playtest version? I, I hope not. <laughs> because <laughs> I've looked over some shit, and it's way better. That <laughs> is, well, that's good news. So, that, But you're right, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I mean, we have it. We It's here. Uh, picked up some copies during Gen Con, and boom... Away we go, but that does mean uh, we got to make some changes here because uh, not everything stayed the same. Changes. Time. Uh, never mind. I was gonna say, how much can you use of that, David Bowie State? About nineteen. <laughs> 19 you get what, twenty seconds, so you want to hit about nineteen, I believe, <laughs> just to cover your butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically it's zero, but you oh, know, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's what you can get away with. That's uh, what you can get away with without a copyright strike. Well, yeah, this is an educational podcast, right? We can get away go with more. So, uh, what, what what has changed? I mean, goodness. Let's talk about our characters some more. That's what everybody wants to hear, right? More about our characters? Let me tell you about my character. Mm-hmm. Start reading the line by line on your character sheet. <laughs> well, my, my armor class is... Alder Billet Spindy the Third, Duke of Caliban and the Red Sand Shores. No, nope. nope. no, it's Inheritor of the Golden Fleet. <laughs> then the Red Sand Shores. You yeah. got L- him Lord. memorizing it. Lord. Lord. Lord of the Red Sand Shores. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yep. I'm not just of the Red Sand Shores. That's like peasant talk. <laughs> I'm, from not, the, I'm from the dirt. He's not from there. He owns it. Yeah, I own yeah. that shit. Wherever it is. Well, he's got you, like a, you might be from there. A solid right. mile of a beach somewhere that's like a little red. I don't know. I mean, it's literally the concept. There's like a couple miles of beach that's red sand, and there's a port there. Was. <laughs> so I called it. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I, I, thought it was, I thought that was you guys do that, though. Maybe I mean, not. it's literally in Did his we? name. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I, well, I don't know if it was ever up for debate. All right. Well, just so we're clear, the plot I own a stretch of land that is red sand, and there's a there was a port there in old Faradin days. It was like the main port. It's not there anymore. Well, buildings are probably I don't know. I own it, 
I want to go look at it. That's my hook. Check out the cool. Reels. <laughs> I own property. I want to go check it out. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I have a timeshare in Faradun. <laughs> what, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Do you know what Inheritor of the Golden Fleet is? No. No, apparently there's a Is it a fleet and you had... made of gold. Let me tell you about my character. <laughs> <laughs> so in the old Faradun War, uh, Admiral James Billetsmythe led the naval expedition of, of the Allied uh, countries, and they called it the Golden Fleet because, you know, whatever. It sounded cool. Uh, <laughs> Seems like a heavy thing to make a ship out of, but go on. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work very well. Gold leader checking in. There's a reason, like, a lot of those boats didn't come back. But they're uh, very valuable. So that is a title that only the Billet Smythes can use, Admiral of the Golden Fleet. So uh, that is, I have inherited that title. Now, there's probably never going to be another Golden Fleet, but if someone did do it, I would sue. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course. Copyright infringement. Just want to make sure everybody is aware of your claim. But uh, yeah, that's the, the, that's the big thing, is that that family's lineage. That was the Admiral that beat Faraday's Navy. You know, we're all up, we're all super jazzed about it, you know, whatever. <laughs> just, like, just like that football game back in 85. Uh, they put you on the field, third string quarterback. <laughs> Where me and Al Bundy scored four. Oh. <laughs> so, well, that was a wonderful segue. So, so. Our yeah. goal is to make it as hard as possible for Rich to edit these. And you're doing a wonderful job. <laughs> you should have heard We've the, had a lot of practice. should have heard the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think you ought to use that, to be really honest with you. I might. I might. So uh, that's that, well. That's wonderful to hear about your uh, lame ass story there, Alder. Jesus, Brad, but, um, <laughs> damn! What is the worst thing you want to hear from a nerd? Let me tell, tell you about right. my character. Well, how about you tell me how uh, second edition is affecting your character? I, honestly, it's all good. Like, and and here's the main thing I focused on. Uh, John, to jump right in, but uh, if you have a strength score. Like each armor now has a lot of like the heavier to medium armors. If you have a certain strength score, you straight skip armor check penalties, and and your movement is reduced by five less. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of my physical stuff was at a minus three or four, um, but you know, and it's like a fighter. I don't have that many skills. They're all physical, and I'm getting a minus four to them, just to have AC. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, was a trade-off that saved my life probably on many, 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 every fucking fight you threw (laughs) us in. Uh, And now that has gone away. Alder is harder, better, faster, stronger. Ooh, kinky. You know, it's it's funny that you bring that one up because that was actually a a significant thing for me as well. The uh, And by way of, of how this ended up affecting Father Becker, I was... I was uh, playing some society play at the con, and um, I'm looking at my character that I've created. I created a paladin, you know, first level paladin. I'm looking at him like, man, he just feels kind of underwhelming. You know, my skills suck because of this armor, but yet I got to have the armor and all this kind of stuff. And then I'm sitting next to a, a, a friend of mine, and he's like, hey, what's this? What's the strength score in the armor? I'm like, I don't know. And he looks it up. He's like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> you, you know, and and um, and that actually had a lot. That, that helped me a lot with, with Father Becker as well. I mean, I remember... I, I, and I figured I had to kind of adjust my strength score a little bit to be able to get it because I remember griping about how much how hot the breastplate was in those earlier episodes, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I gotta have a strength score high enough to actually be able to wear the breastplate without all these horrible uh, restrictions anymore. So that that affected mine as well. So yeah, yeah, I remember. I literally like 
oh shit, and texted Richard immediately, like, look at Paige Bloblaw. <laughs> like, I'm a god now. Yeah. That's a you know what, and that's a good rule. I give those oh, guys, yeah. guys credit because mm. this idea that yeah, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. If you're strong enough to be wearing that armor, you know it shouldn't affect you. Um, I mean, and, and you know if you're not strong enough and you're trying to wear it, yeah, you should have those sorts of penalties because you're kind of going beyond your means. But um, yeah, smart rule. Love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, we'll have to do some housekeeping along the way, but. Uh, the armor, not so much, because you, uh, Father Becker and Alder, both got that plus one breastplate. Uh, yeah. And that doesn't actually change. Now, it, it changes only in the fact that item qualities are gone. So it's it's now just plus one breastplate. But uh, it, other than that, it's the same thing. So we didn't have to do any uh, any backtrack in there. Yeah, However, yeah. those are about the only two items that that's going to be the case. Uh-huh. Well, it's only shoddy gear and then just gear. Uh, actually, Haytham, I believe your armor will stay the same as well. It just loses the quality, but it's it's mm-hmm. still just the the plus one leather. Still yeah, it's uh right now it's just studded leather. Um, if I bump my strength up, which I probably will at level five, spoiler alert, I probably mm-hmm. will at level five. I can I can nix that penalty, but it's only a negative one to the phys- you know the mm-hmm. acrobatics and ac- acrobatics, athletics, thievery, and um. I think stealth was the other one. So, and interestingly enough, it's uh, going to be fairly trivial to transfer those runes if you decided you mm-hmm. wanted to go to say breastplate or something else. Moving that rune over off your existing armor into something else, not that big of a deal. You need to show some gains, like me and the father have. Interesting, like yeah. working out. Buff. I work out my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exactly like something Hatham would say. Yeah. I got, I got nothing for that. That's that's mm-hmm. solid. Yeah, well, so for my armor changes, um, I've got an, a plus one Led Zeppelin t-shirt now. Um, it gives me... Uh, it's got the Zeppelin 3 yeah. album art instead of Zep 2. No, it's yeah. like House is the Holy, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's actually signed. That's the only difference. It's Ooh. not the one with the creepy little naked kids, is it? Our podcast is in rough water or some battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's the, it's the one with the... Um, Red and white actual Zeppelin, you know the one from the album that has uh, "Immigrant Song." I forget Zeppelin what it's called. Zeppelin One, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the OG. Yeah, I thought you said you upgraded. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. So I, uh, Zeppelin One. We see who the real that's Zeppelin is. <laughs> it's an upgrade from whatever we had before. Interesting. Uh, now, I sh- takes on fifty-year-old albums coming up. <laughs> God, now, uh, Asherian, oh, you're right. Nineteen sixty-nine. It's it? basically is it really? holy. Mm. Yeah. Wow, you yeah. two are old. Brad, <laughs> <laughs> you're older. Shut up, little kid. <laughs> hey, do you remember the 90s? You sure fucking don't. Yeah, no, it's 2002 <laughs> here, punk. All right. It, it noise the shit. I mean, you're like, yeah, I'm doing a historical study in 98. <laughs> garbage is what it is. Yeah, the 90s were garbage. You didn't miss anything. The March of Time Wait, is bullshit, and the, I oppose it. Band garbage? Because at least I'm only happy when it rains. At least song, the right? 80s had coke and rampant commercialism. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we've got none of that now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any coke. Nope. You don't get invited to those kind of parties, huh? Um, I'm on a I'm on a live play D and D podcast. No, <laughs> Sean, I do not get invited to coke parties. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say yes because I'm trying to score an invite. <laughs> I think we're all crying a little on the inside right now. Yeah, listeners, please don't mail us drugs. That's we illegal. Buy, we should buy our own coke. Wink. We should start our own party <laughs> with hookers and blow. Yeah. Please yeah. don't mail us hookers either. 
I mean, <laughs> if you do, poke holes in the box for God's sakes. Don't mail him. Toss a sandwich in there or something. I mean, it's in first class. God. We don't deserve listeners. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, we don't have we any. We don't have any. So it's all good. The subscriber count went from one to zero right there. Yep. So is Sheeran. <laughs> About your armor. Jesus Christ. We did. Yeah. We did have to make some some alterations there because you had found uh, a braces of armor plus one before, mm-hmm. and then you received braces of armor plus two in the podcast. But we're gonna retcon that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because um, you know, braces plus one armor. You know, they're about level four items, understandably. Uh, Blazers of plus two armor, level twelve. Yeah, they changed it's that a lot. minor difference. There, there used to be far more uh, delineation there. Now there's one, two, and three. All armor is plus one, plus two, or plus three. Uh, that's it. That's all there ever is. That's all there's ever going to be. So upgrading to plus two from one is a huge jump, not the incremental jump that it used to be. So mm-hmm. we're going to let you keep those plus one braces of armor. And instead, what you receive was the uh, hand wraps of Mighty Fists that are plus one in striking. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a weapon. Instead of armor, which for those of you who go back and listen to the podcast, I'm sure you're going to hear that's what he asked for. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah. I so, remember him saying that <laughs> yeah, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Which will be very interesting for the upcoming season of the podcast because uh, Asherian will have gone from th- throwing punches like a 2002 Honda Civic that is on its last tire <laughs> to punching like a full force freight train. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Were you alive in 02? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. That was part of it. Which part of 02? It depends. <laughs> the one where that Civic came from. I guess that's a segue into offense. Mm-hmm. Also, sure. uh, speaking of uh, Asherian in armor, I don't know if it ever made it on air. There was a point where Asherian was wearing armor and had a lower armor class yeah, I because had... of the playtest rules and proficiency mm-hmm. because he took a negative to his armor class for wearing armor. Yeah, I took a negative to my armor class for wearing the armor. So it ended up the bonus from the armor was actually only a plus one, which I was like, hey, yo, that's not so bad. I'll just take that. Not realizing that because proficiency, I was taking a minus five. <laughs> yeah, that was a really interesting moment where uh, I think I was the one who looked, who was like, wait, what's your AC? How is that mathematically possible? Yeah, because I had like an AC of like 12 at the time. And I was just getting hit I think, like every I thought it was shot. like, a, it might have been lower than that. I don't know. It's bad with the book nerd is like, <laughs> like what? Your AC is trash. <laughs> Uh, and I, we did upgrade a few other weapons, like uh, Alder alluded to over here. So Alder, your uh, the sword that you found once again. So in the playtest rules, a plus one weapon gave you basically an extra damage die, uh, which was the cool thing. Like to make a sword like expert level was prohibitively expensive, but getting that plus one rune for extra hit and damage not so bad. In this case, though, they've changed it. A plus one sword is just a plus one to, you know, attack rolls. To get that extra die of damage, you have to add an additional rune, which is the striking rune. So in your generosity, you have turned my plus one playtest sword into a plus one striking longsword to get the same effect. And that's interesting because that's almost like they went back to first edition for that, where, like, you you upgrade to masterwork and then you get the, the plus one, you know, plus one yeah. damage. It's kind of an interesting, almost like backtracking case. Is isn't it true that there are two different runes now? Though there's one that gives you the plus one to attack, and one mm-hmm. that gives you the plus one to damage. That's, that's the striking. So when we call it a plus one striking yeah. right. sword, there's a lot the plus of runes one. Now. The plus one right. gives you uh, attack. The striking gives you damage. 
Right, but is there isn't there a name for that rune that gives you that? So you have two runes on your yeah. Story. So here, here's so, the deal: okay. like, it's technically yeah. a potency rune rune at plus one. Right. Okay. So and then it's the striking that gives you that. I'm, I'm just making sure that yeah. I didn't misunderstand. So a, a and a plus one sword can only have one of those runes. Like a plus two sword could have two. Yeah, a plus two could be Ooh. like uh, striking and, and, and flaming. flaming. Interesting. So I can't upgrade my sword as is anymore. But but there's no quality on the sword anymore. No, it's no, not like the item right. qualities Expert. don't exist. Right, yeah. but I, I guess I misunderstand. Like even masterwork does not exist. Right. Anymore. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I just um, I thought that the that you, that that it was something like maybe I'm maybe I'm explaining the same thing uh, that you get. Okay, so you 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 have a potency rune to make it mm-hmm. plus one. Yep. Then you can add one additional rune, yes. which is the striking. Right, is the striking, and then if you add, you modify that potency rune to take it up to plus two. Mm-hmm. So you have a super potency or whatever it is, then you can add a second, yes, another quality. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just making sure. Yeah, we're all I, we're yeah. we're all saying the same thing. So theoretically, <laughs> if you had a plus three potency rune, you could have three extra modifiers. Yeah, right. Okay. You could be like keen striking, right? And uh, some of them cost you know so like uh, there's greater striking and then like supreme striking. What's the yeah, there's something a, like there's that. There's a third third tier there, but mucho dinero. Yeah, they're like super high level. Even the plus two potency rune automatically jumps up to like twelfth level or so. It's yeah. pretty high. Um, you can still give it to me. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, since we're just kind of on the theme of offense, uh, Haytham, you recently re- uh, received a new item. How'd you get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did you uh, get that? You In know, character, explain. <laughs> uh, uh, I had it all, all along. <laughs> I just thought it was time to bring something new to the table. I think we would have seen that because you couldn't really put it in a pack. Oh, no. It's, no. It's, it's razor sharp. I've been using it all along. How did you get two sickles? Because you have that other one. I made it. <laughs> just well, now? I never took you for a blacksmith. Immediately. Well, why don't you explain to them a little about that uh, new sickle you just got there? What is it going to be in Pathfinder 2nd Edition? So that sickle is also plus one in striking. Uh, Rich has also said it is a wand of smoldering fireballs. Oh, Which what? is to say it can uh, it functions as a wand, uh, which they have changed. Wands have changed in 2nd Edition. where Quite a bit, actually. A lot. Now they cast once per day and you can overcharge it with a risk of breaking it or destroying it if uh, if you pass the check it just breaks and can be repaired um, if you fail that it is destroyed and you can o- I believe you can overcharge a third time and just straight destroy it yeah the, the third one um, you don't even have to roll it's the third one is just gone. it's gone so if you get lucky and make that second one but really need to cast it the third time it'll it'll go away yeah. And they also modify the spells a bit. So the Wand of Smoldering Fireballs does some persistent damage from the fireball, as well as being a, a pretty decent level fireball. I don't have it's, the it's stat a third block level. in front it, of me. It casts third a third level, level fireball, yeah. and then it has an additional set of persistent damage. I believe action. the third level version, which Rich has said the, the sickle is, um, does a 1d6 as persistent on top of the regular fireball damage. So they have some interesting additional effects that you can do alongside the regular spell. Not that anybody knows that yet. That's a cool (laughs) item you gave him. Um, Let me ask you this. (laughs) If it's got the wand thing where he can overcharge it and break it, does the weapon break? Well, that's a good question. You ever going to test that theory, Haytham? Uh, We'll have to see. (laughs) Odds are slim, but uh, 
Given the right circumstance, that can be an interesting decision to have to make. Knowing Richard, he'll find the right circumstance. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm sure he will. Like right when we step out into the alley, you know, immediately after he got it, it's like, you're mm-hmm. attacked by thugs. They're all 12th level. My dice are hot. And then we'll have to find out. <laughs> I mean, like, My sickle's also hot. If Alder figures out what that thing is, he might need it. Interesting. <laughs> Shove you in a locker and take How it. much HP you got? Uh, more than you? I don't know. How much is a... Third level fireball mm. spells. With percent, depends on how many rounds he doesn't make that check. Yeah. Because that is a DC 15 check every round to make it go yeah, away. Yeah, speaking of persistent damage, that's been something that's I'm that per- was really important to the uh, alchemist at, uh, in the playtest. And they kind of change how persistent damage works. Rich probably already saw the rule change, yeah. I assume. But instead of being a flat DC, before it was a DC 20 check. That can be reduced to a 15 by taking an action, and they, they give examples like washing off the acid or like smothering the fire. Now it's a 15 check, and you take it every time you take the persistent damage. So it's less of an option and more of a it happens every time, which is a nerf, but it's an understandable one because the persistent damage before was basically you were going to be taking that until you died well and you know it's still not nothing i mean statistically speaking then you know three out of four times you're going to fail that check right so it's a it's a 25 percent pass is it chance. still a flat dc 15 yeah i oh, think wow. it's flat yeah yeah it's a flat check you just roll mm-hmm. a dice you roll 15 or above it goes away if you roll below, you take the persistent and move on. I still think yeah. I can power attack you to death before I go. And I believe <laughs> you will always take the persistent once. So you actually roll the die after you take the damage. Mm-hmm. And then if you succeed, you don't take it the next round. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but persistent damage is still pretty hot. Yeah, and a lot of the the way bombs work for alchemists now, before I, I think they leveled up at level four. Now they level up at level three. So that helps, uh, which bombs across the board, I think, for Alchemist got buffed, where they, at level three, they get an extra dive damage. They get a plus one to attack. Uh, the splash damage goes up as well, which was something that did, really didn't happen before that would have fallen off pretty quick because before, one one damage splash was not impressive, really, especially even against, even against the Kobolds, to be honest with you. At a certain point, it's like one damage of splash is not a whole lot, but with it scaling, especially with a feat that I'll probably get into soon when we talk about feats, uh, that's going to be more potent now than it used to be. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how much of a part of Haytham that becomes, but uh, it should change your damage output some. So that really leaves with just one person offensively, and I think he's the most offensive person we know, oh, right, guys? <laughs> thank you very much. Hello, thank you. But Father the smell Becker is overpowering, over there. Thank you so to very be honest much. with you. Uh, you. You actually don't have a, a weapon other than a, a basic Morningstar. That, that, that's all you have. You know, Richard, my faith is my weapon as well as my <laughs> shield. And, and may I just mention that you know the great and mysterious God protects us all in ways, and he helps us out when we need it, whether that's smiting a foe or... Helping someone in the street who really needs it. I, I feel Sean's character's faith has grown like rock solid. <laughs> <laughs> it is the bedrock of his of, character. Of the party, really. Yeah. He is he is the Fred Flintstone of the party. But well, hold on, oh. let me let me get in on this. You guys ready? <laughs> He's really rising to the all occasion right, all right, all right. here. I'm so stoned right now. Wait, no, <laughs> I am not, in fact, but that's What about uh, your character? That's all I got. Well, he's probably 
I don't know. I mean, if we were a ship, it'd be like you're the ballast. Oh, <laughs> oh so keeping keeping the ship right it right yeah. and and level and uh, yeah, right steady. up till right up till we sank it. <laughs> blew it and, up and then it blew it up and then now, it fell to the bottom. Sh- Sean, you're a little sad when you talk about your weapon. We've got something in story. We do, you. yeah. So I, it turns out with the uh, Pathfinder Second Edition, there is a solution oh. to how how you can be helped out that you guys already have. Well, I am I am looking forward to this. I have a suspicion I might know what it might be. I may have even been referenced a moment or two ago uh, <laughs> as we were talking uh, about something else. But um, cut the yeah. mic, cut the mic. <laughs> he knows too much. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, you know what. What good, uh, uh, you know, character doesn't want a magical weapon to be able to wield in battle? So, if the listeners remember, in an earlier episode, the party found an expert quality bow. Now, you know, since I am such a kind and generous judge, and they did away with expert quality, which was honestly the expensive part, uh, I said, you know what, that's just a straight up uh, bow with a plus one potency rune on it. And so that gives them some options there. Uh, which I believe, Brad, you were the one that first discovered this in the book as we were kind of pouring through it there mm-hmm. after the release. Well, we could transfer that rune. I mean, we're not going to. I need all the plus one weapons I can get, but it, it's something we could theoretically could theoretically do. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. No, it's I worth mentioning. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but now, and now I can get a third one, I think. Yeah. It's not terribly expensive to transfer a rune, right? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's not. It's it's actually pretty trivial at this point. I, I think it's free. It's just I, a yeah. check, right? I feel I'm yeah. being pressured into rolling my crafting. Like, that is plus ten. <laughs> take a magic marker, you rub off the one, and you just scroll it on the other. Uh, you know, like... pretty, it really is a fairly trivial thing, and and uh, that will happen very quickly in chapter two. We're going to be able to transfer that rune over and uh, have you at least a plus one morning star. Well, I would be grateful to bring the faith to the non-believers with that plus one morning star. You, so you guys are going to be a lot more damage heavy than what you were before. I don't, well, I don't know. Like, you, you giving me that rune gets Alder directly back where he was. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I'm on parity with the playtest. Everybody else, though, has gotten a pretty good boost. Yeah. Yeah. Which, mine was part of that, that you know, that second to last episode. What, what also, happened then? I don't remember. My character doesn't uh, recall. Unimportant. <laughs> Wouldn't worry about it. That seemed, I don't know why you would even bring it up, to be honest just, with you. You were in there a long time. I remember. Yeah, it's that not, seemed like that was... It wasn't that long. No, I mean we were just, in the, we were in the a lobby. Couple hours. Well, yeah. See, and that's what, there was nothing to do there. No, no, <laughs> nothing to do inside either. Yeah. Pretty boring. Oh, um, okay. Although, uh, as far as as far as alchemy items go, you know, I, at at first I was preparing kind of like two of everything, and I really found speaking of persistent damage, the the acid flasks really seemed to outperform everything else by a pretty wide margin. So going forward, I'm probably going to be using more acid flasks, maybe some alchemist fire because it's a higher damage die, but you'll probably see more poisons being used, more mutagens being used, that kind of thing, just because they really, there's only so many bombs that do a, a decent amount of damage. And some of them are just less impressive. Uh, it's also worth mentioning uh, the Tanglefoot bag, which I relied on a lot because of that flat check that sometimes came in handy. That like little, what, 5% fail chance ended up being kind of relevant sometimes. And now the way like that whole mechanic works is just not there. So 
Now a Tanglefoot bag just reduces speed, and if you crit, they are stuck in place. But that flat check is gone. So the entangled condition is entirely gone. So those I have dropped entirely. That's that's another change that they made to. See, I to consider that it a failure. Uh, apparently, I need to do more damage because you're not making all elixirs of life. So <laughs> Jesus, you, you know, uh, for some reason I don't know why, but my my character seems to think that it's a good idea seeing you using that acid all the time. It just seems like the right <laughs> right thing to do. The right sort of element well you know father becker's been known to trip pretty bad <laughs> just goodness sometimes you get the acid flashback and yeah makes, right mm. did we make a stone oh, joke yeah. already i think yeah. we did yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Now a lot of acid a lot of drugs well you know we're just going back that much like an acid flashback yeah. incense mm -hmm. and peppermint it's good it's good value for your money sometimes <laughs> it just kicks back right? in and 50 years ago when led zeppelin one came out yeah i wasn't alive then thank you be three whole damn years before I was alive. So there, <laughs> y'all suck. Uh, <laughs> thank God I'm an '80s kid. Mm -hmm. So what other changes we got there? Uh, what what else you guys got for new fun stuff? Because you also leveled the fourth level. Uh, any interesting choices we got coming up here? Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, okay. Good. Uh, and that's it. I am I am aloof and I stay in my corner. Uh, I'll uh, I'll mention some. You know I'll tell you. Um, one of the things I was very pleased to see uh, is that they uh, had a, a background <clears throat> that uh, was just right for Father Becker, the charlatan background. <laughs> uh, previously, I think I did urchin, you know, growing up on the street. And I thought, well, confidence, man, charlatan sounds about right. So it didn't radically change the character or anything like that. Um, but, uh, but I thought that that, that was more appropriate. Um, so I was, I was pretty pleased to see that. I will tell you, in terms of kind of general... Um, changes made to my character. A lot of it, you know, not a tremendous number. I mentioned I had to up my strength a little bit and actually, frankly, lowered my wisdom a little bit because I figured, you know, with the evolution of this character, this idea that um, that as he's learned more and, and, and growing into these powers and this relationship with this entity, um, and, and, and who knows, maybe, you know, striking, you know, who knows, maybe being a bit more responsible of a, a, a character in the world, that maybe his wisdom would grow. So I thought it makes a certain degree of character sense to have the wisdom not be as high as it was previously and and um, and this better reflects it. Um, plus there's that whole, you know, wacky no penalties to armor. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, I also found that as I, I kind of redid some choices uh, as, you know, feats and, and skills and things like that changed, um, I actually ended up choosing a number of options that gave me access to more skills. I mean, just in the in the short amount of time that um, I've, we've been playing second edition, it sure seems like like skills are are real useful, and there are a number of them in here that I felt would be pretty good ones for the the father to have, both in terms of reflecting his background as well as some practical skills. Um, and so, um, so I, a number of those you know background ancestry kind of feats, they I used them to get proficiency and skills. Um, and so, um, and I feel really good about that. Um, I, I feel that that's going to be. Uh, some useful stuff. Um, I will say that um, I, I, in terms of feat selection, um, what did I do? I did a mostly the same sort of feats, although some of these new ones, frankly, I liked a lot more than the ones in the playtest. Um, there's that, um, what is it, Healing Hands, I think, that switches mm -hmm. 
D8s to D10s in terms of healing. Um, I, thought, I doubt it'll come up. Yeah, yes. you, don't, you don't think so? <laughs> yes, Father, please. I might mention Hallelujah. That, I like how they, they kind of don't really have the, the, the channels so much anymore as much as they just give you, um, I don't know if anybody else has done any research on the cleric, but you get, um, if you have the healing font, so you're a healer as opposed to a harmer, which isn't exactly a word, um, I noticed that you get, uh, they just give you three additional healing spells at your highest, th- three castings of heal at your highest level Ooh. already heightened up. Um, which yeah. is kind of kind of what you had before with the the channel ability, but it's just and that sure simplifies things. Mm-hmm. And, and they did change the the castings a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you, you still kind of scales, but that two action casting is pretty sexy now. Yeah, that it really is. And for those who don't know, what what happens is um, if you cast heal at at the for the one um, the one action. Uh, which is nice to have that option. I, I I had to think about this whenever I was looking at how the heal spell works. Now, um, I really had to think about it. Um, but but it, it's really pretty smart. One action is just one d eight. That's it. You get one d eight hit points. You got to touch somebody to do it. If you choose the second option, the two um, casting or that two action casting cost, you can do it remotely thirty feet from up to thirty feet away. Uh, and in addition to the one d eight that you roll, you add plus eight to it. So it's 1d8 plus 8, and you get to do it from ranged. Um, wait, wait, 1d8 plus, plus eight? 8? Not 1d8, not 1d8, uh, another 1d8 is okay. 1d8 plus 8. So you're yeah. doing mm. 9 to 16 points of healing yeah. as a first wow. level as a first level yeah. spell. That's not heightened, that's just normally. Right. So, and, and if you heighten it to, to a second level casting, it gives you 2d8 plus 16. Whoa. Mm. And the yeah. church and, said amen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then uh, the, the third option hits everybody in an emanation, um, and but it just does the 1d8. So um, it, it, it really, that seems like a good spell. That's it, it very is, powerful. It, mm-hmm. Pretty much that two-action casting is the hottest single-target heal. That yeah. you're gonna mm-hmm. now the three action casting could theoretically still out heal it if you're healing say the entire party. Yeah, uh, it's more overall healing, but for like I just need to heal this person to the point where you have to ask yourself: Is the one action casting worth it? Sometimes now, if you only have that one action left, it's better than nothing. Yeah, but you are wasting uh, eight well, a fair amount of potential. You're throwing that uh, leave it on the yeah. table there. You know, and it's kind of like I said, good design there. You know, there are many aspects of 2.0. Um, that I really like, you know, there were some, there were some times in that play test where I said to myself, man, they have made some choices here that are just not exciting or just, they're kind of unfun. And I, I felt that it missed some potential. Um, but you know what? It's a play test and it's clear that they came up with some good options as a result. And that's, that's a great example of one. You know, it seems to me like Richard, you just pointed out that two action casting. I think that's the standard. And you, but but it's nice mm-hmm. that you also have it's like crap I only got one left one action left and this is what I got to do I'm going to touch this this person and, and heal that one d eight it's nice to have that one action option mm-hmm. and thankfully Asherian took all the extra healing too so you, this you is did great. right you did right Asherian yeah what? I mean you're what? basically a cleric too now right what yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, about that. Oh, you didn't you didn't take all those heals I'm so good at segways mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so actually. Um, very interesting thing. Whenever I leveled up, um, uh, not only just leveling to fourth level, but changing to second edition, um, Asherian actually had to change a lot because his background that he had previously was completely removed. Ooh. And the bonus that is that went with it because he took the exact bonuses that it said it would give because they worked perfectly for him. None of the other ones matched it. Ooh. So I had to, com- I had to change around his ability boost. 
So now he actually has a plus one to con, which he originally did not have. However, he has one less dex because mm. I couldn't get his dex as high. So he's a little tougher, but is a little easier to hit. However, spells did also change because there's an interesting change that I kind of do kind of don't like. Is summon, monst- summon monster is gone. It, it doesn't exist as Wait, a spell. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah it no, is some... gone. They... Ooh, interesting. It did not feel so good, Mr. No, Star. R.I.P. <laughs> Flank Cat. 2019. Uh, yeah. 2019 to 2019, you had a good run. Well, explain a little more about yeah, that. Though. There okay. are still summons. Yeah, so the summons do still exist, but now they're in different sections. So now you can get summon animal, which druids can naturally get as their basic spell that they get mm-hmm. for being druids. And um, uh, conjurer wizards can also get summon animal. But then after that, as a fifth level spell, there are all these different like different sects of what sect a lot oh. of different sects oh. a lot well, of different S E C T go on it's 2019 Brad of summons how long has it been so you, <laughs> you can get summon um, demon summon devil summon summon abjuration summon celestial and um, so on and how it works is it works as if you were summoning a summon animal. But it is summoned from a different chart. So the what you're summoning has to have the trait of whatever you, you're summoning. So summon demon, it has to have the demonic trait. But that doesn't come till much later. Yeah, that doesn't come till ninth level, I believe, is when you would get level oh, five wow. spells. Yeah, it's pretty pretty far down the road. So are you going to hmm. keep any summoning at all? Um, no, all of it goes away because as the divine caster, I do not get summon animal. Ooh, interesting. None of it is on his list. So Flank Cat, dead. Yeah, Flank Cat is gone. You'll have to wait till if I reach level nine. If Vashirian doesn't die before then. (laughs) Congrats, Jason Bullman. You murdered a very important character. Yeah. (laughs) Flank Cat is Frankly, an MVP, (laughs) to be honest with you. Yeah, however, once I finally get it back, the most basic things I can summon are a fifth level fighter and a fifth level rogue. Is that it? Wait, yeah. what? What's, yeah. What spell is that? It is Summon Demon, and I can basically summon a 5th level fighter or a 5th level rogue. So you'll you'll be able to summon an alder with, like, a goatee? Yes, yes from pretty much. the parallel dimension? God, that it, makes me... Like, sleeveless shirts. What level is that? Put them in the I, I will get that at level 9. So there'll be 4 levels behind us, but that's still... That kind of makes you feel invalidated a little. <laughs> <laughs> However, another interesting change is on my spell list, I have once again um, added harm on there, but now it'll be increased. Mm. So I'll have an even stronger harm, and I'll be taking a note from Father Becker here and be taking spiritual weapon. Oh, interesting. Mm. Which might be a little different considering Shirin's backstory. It's going to look like a roll. Oh, (laughs) rock and roll, baby. Good times. So are, are we seeing a more like closer parallel to like yin and yang now? Yeah. Okay. More, actually, that is a very good description. I mean, I've never thought about you two as that yeah. until now. Eventually, it will come to blows. I just thought of you dun, both dun, evil. Dun, dun, like dun, you're, dun, both, dun. you're both evil. <laughs> you're both yang. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have like the like anime battle where we're both casting like heal and harm at each mm-hmm. other, and it's like meeting in the middle. Like you know, interestingly <laughs> enough, though, that's gonna happen, but not with heal and harm. Because I know something you guys both have as not necessarily a primary spell, but mm. something that you're going to pull out pretty often besides your wands is oh, 
What? Uh, bless hey. and bane. Oh yeah, because oh, those yeah. are an emanation now, which yeah, works right. interesting. Mm. Every round you concentrate on them, uh, they extend five feet further out, mm-hmm. and so, so yeah, it's a radius now. So those mm-hmm. would counteract each other, right? If, if we're in a fight and the bad guys cast a bane on our party, mm-hmm. and then I cast a bless, then right. theoretically then, yeah. then they balance then they, out. Yeah, then they counteract. But yeah. if you guys are both casting them, you can have both effects going. I, that, so you guys yeah. all get a plus one, and they all get a minus one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we can have the uh, moment where we're all trying to huddle together around Father Becker because he's only got that five-foot emanation, <laughs> yeah. and we're like, yeah. get in close. Yeah, that's, there are quite a few spells that have, um, have changed in, in little ways. Uh, as I was uh, going through my, my spell choices again, I noticed uh, um, just little things here and there, but made it interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found a lot of the stuff that I'd already taken changed. Uh, speaking of spells, Ray of Frost, you know, touch AC is not a thing anymore. So that spell changed. Uh, the damage die, I think, is now a D4 instead of a D8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, I think the way you do spell attacks changed in pretty much entirely. Now it's based on your, your core uh, stat modifier. So now mine's based on int, not like dex or strength, depending on touch or not, something like that. Um, even a lot of the feats that I had originally taken, uh, like Quick Bomber, originally was I could draw two bombs, which I, I uh, actually did wrong a lot. I, I actually forgot it was bombs specifically. I think there were several times where I drew like two healing potions or a bomb and a healing potion, which none of you probably minded <laughs> at all. Oh, God. But... No, uh, I minded you put the integrity of this podcast at risk, Ethan. I didn't know. Well, listen. <laughs> you never you, should have said anything. What you don't know didn't hurt you. So uh, now, now, uh, for example, like Quick Bomber, you can draw a bomb and throw it as a single action, so both at once. So, so let me ask you this while you're looking that up. Um, if you did not have this sweet-ass fireball scythe, would you still have kept that wizard uh, focus? Uh. Probably, but also they changed how uh, familiars work. So there's an alchemist feed at level one where you get an alchemical familiar. And I had thought about swapping one of my first level feats for it. I might take it later on, but now you can modify them with certain things like you get an extra infused reagent, which can be another two alchemy items every day. Yeah, Familiars are quite a bit different. Uh, they you look, are. You look at the classes that can get them. They do some very mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Yeah. So you can give them something like uh, they can use, what is it? Manipulate actions. I think it is. So they could, I think reload is a manipulate action. So theoretically you might be able to command your familiar and have him reload your crossbow and fire again. And stuff like that. So maybe at level two, that's a better choice, potentially. Um, I do still think having those cantrips as just an on-command option is really good when your resources are more limited than most other classes. Well, And you'll be doing a little more than a D4 because those cantrips are automatically heightened. Right. I think it's 2D4 for, uh, for Ray of Frost now. I think that's the main one... For, uh, Quick Bomber, I think, is the main one that changed. Uh, but also, also for me, what my feats, originally my skill and general feats, I didn't really pick some very good ones. I think most of what I picked, I was just like, well, I have to pick something. Let's find something that kind of works. 
I took dubious knowledge originally because I thought, well, that would be kind of funny. You get a false fact and a true fact when you fail a recall knowledge check. Um, but I think the linchpin for me redoing pretty much all, no, all of my skill and general feats was they changed the way assurance works. They did, yeah. Mm -hmm. They did, that yeah. Was, that was probably the most discussed uh, feat amongst the group, actually. Yeah. What, what actually so, is the change? I'm not certain I actually paid any attention to it. So in the play test, it was a take 10. You took 10, mm -hmm. you didn't add your level, proficiency, modifier, anything, and it was just a take 10. Mm -hmm. Now you add your proficiency. Oh, no kidding. Which... That could be significant. Yeah. So there are certain skill actions that have set DCs or... DCs opposed by the, like, say, uh, con DC or strength DC of a particular enemy. Some of them are a flat 15, like, oh, hypothetically, medicine. <laughs> it's a flat 15. So by the time you're level three, you can auto-pass the initial medicine check. Yeah. Oh. Um, and medicine has, it has, like, three or four. So there's, like, treat disease, treat poison. Right. Uh, treat wounds is the main one, and that has a flat DC 15. Mm, and me. with that, I believe it's 2d8 for the for the past, and the critical is like is like 4d8. Hmm. They like, really amped up the uh, other ways to heal as well. Now there's yeah, some limitations to them, but there are options besides just the heal spell. Well, and there's ways of getting around those limitations, like say I don't know two or three other feats that I picked. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a real there's a real theme with a lot of the feats that I picked, and that's why I say assurance was kind of the linchpin because now I can use it in battle. Uh, now I can use it more often because before the recovery was an hour, now it's ten minutes. So that's good. Yeah, and then at 6th level, I'll be able to auto-pass a DC 20, which means I get to add 10 to the dice I roll. Hmm. So it's 2d8 plus 10 automatically, or I could roll, which is still going to be pretty high because my medicine is a plus 8 or a plus 10. Mm -hmm. So that was really the theme that I went with. Was healing. All of it. Yeah, See, it was I feel the, more vindicated now. The out-of-combat healing, yeah, is going to be... A pretty big step up and also once i hit fifth level the elixirs of life i can craft with alchemy will level up so those level up at level five where's the bombs level up at level three so yeah assurance is a really interesting feat now ethan don't don't encourage him to throw higher damaging stuff <laughs> at, at us too late well oh it's all on air now so i was just going to mention something you were talking about earlier if it's if it's uh, you say it's that you now use your primary spellcasting modifier uh, ability modifier uh, mm -hmm. to do things like target a spell in battle and that sort of thing, you know really that's that's a good change because I I can't tell you how often in like 3.5 or um, even Pathfinder I thought about oh I'd like to make a, uh, a a wizard or a sorcerer that specializes maybe like in ray spells and things like that where I got to target people. But, you know, having to split between intelligence and, and uh, dexterity and plus get all those feats just to be able to fire into battle and not be, you know, have negative eight because the guy's yeah. got cover and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it just didn't seem like there was ever a really good build. And, and there are probably people out there that will say, no, Sean, there were great builds and you just didn't pay attention. And you're probably right. I probably didn't find them because I'm not that good. But um, it's great if you could <laughs> just mm. use your primary spellcasting ability. Yeah, and that's almost a, that's a fifth ed thing that they kind of, Stole to me, yeah. It's no, like they didn't steal anything. it's like it's more similar, yeah, to fifth ed, where like you're a wizard, you attack within, you're a you know, you're a yeah. druid, you cast with wisdom, right? 
Makes sense. So the father's better at healing. Hatham's better at healing. And the Shurian... Shut did. Trash. <laughs> now you guys do it's have just, some... It's not just a phase, Dad. You, know, you do have some <laughs> options there. One of the other uh, set of items that changed is from your good friend Jokhtar. He gave you those two wands. Now, they changed and they didn't in the fact that they are still a level one and level two heal wand. It's just as the nature of wands changed, now they're no longer a tracked resource. Uh, they just follow the normal wand rule. So theoretically, that's an extra level one and level two heal that you guys can throw around every day. So you're saying I shouldn't have snapped those over my knee and thrown them off the cliff? Probably not. Father, oh. please. I, oops. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, I didn't know. Well, although Shireen's not taking those options, heal is still on his spell list, so he can he can cast those wands. Well, maybe if you guys don't need me to do quite so much healing, you know, I do have the option of taking a clerical feat that will uh, make a versatile font, which means I can choose to prepare harm spells as opposed to heal spells. Uh, so, I mean, you know, sounds like, Hatham, you've got it all covered, so... I am really out of combat healing, which is important because I can only do it. I think it's it's either once per hour or once per day for in combat. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember which. Yeah, it's um, really limited in how often you can do it, but you know, depending on how far spaced out the combats are, it can be pretty effective. It's once per day for the in combat version of that. What is a spaced out combat? <laughs> <laughs> We've never heard of those. So what are those words? What do they mean? Sense, it's I... where you're on drugs and in combat. I, uh, I know what a combat <laughs> is. <laughs> I, I know what multi-combats is, or where you can't take any breaks between them. Uh-huh. Hmm. That, like five episodes. That sounds like straight. a great story. Maybe you should tell me about it sometime. So actually, um, you mentioned familiars, and that made me think about mm-hmm. um, our nature homies out there, because uh, their animal companions got very interesting with this Brad. Nature homies, <laughs> you're so white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, their animal companions got very interesting because now they have the support action, which gives them a lot of neat things that they can do. Like, for instance, one of the ones we were looking at was the bear, which when you attack someone, the bear can use the support action to maul the person for an extra D10 of damage. And um, I like that. I yeah. like mm-hmm. the uh, the or the Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. So it um, you can choose any square within 10 feet of the Velociraptor as a square in which you flank from. Ooh. And you can change it. Uh, you can change which square you choose between actions. So you can, uh, you know, move and then pick another square. So the, your animal companion does not have to be next to your enemy to be giving you flank. Can Ash do that? No. Uh, well, that would require me to have an animal companion. All right, we'll find you it. You can multi-class druid and get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, do that. Well, I was mainly thinking, um, if you go for ranger, that multi-classes into rogue. That could be an interesting combo. Or uh, Druid that goes a rogue because then you could have a Dromaeosaur that constantly gives you flank, constantly giving you sneak attack. So next time you mm-hmm. go unconscious, don't heal you? you I, I'm <laughs> not saying that. I'm just saying it's an interesting thought. Do you know how often at playing a rogue in 3.5 or Pathfinder, I tried to come up with a combo that would allow something to flank, constantly provide me with flank back in the day and, and uh, how hard that was? I think... Was there maybe once in well, that Pathfinder Animal Companion book where one of those specialty animals would actually flank? It was, I, I, or am I just imagining that? So, I had fever dreams where I would have an animal <laughs> companion that would constantly provide me with flank, and now a damn familiar will do it. So, Sean, here's uh, here's how to make the uh, actually it's an animal companion, mm-hmm. but here's I know you love Velociraptors anyway. I do. I love dinosaurs so in it's, general. Its primary attack ability is that it can either stride ten feet. And attack or 
attack, and then stride 10 feet as in one action. Mm-hmm. So it's for its two actions that you give it, it could literally stride in, attack, attack, stride out on its two actions. No, it's dart in and dart out. Now, there is an ability you can give people with animal companions where they can spend two mm-hmm. actions to give their animal companion three actions. Mm. So you could uh, give a third action so it could do its support benefit, and then you could attack with flank after it attacked twice. You know... I, I may have just found my next character. <laughs> it's that rogue druid I've always been dreaming about. So so next you know. time your character goes unconscious, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let it go. Uh, what else we got out there, guys? Well, uh, you know, most of my feats pretty much stayed the same. I think I maybe talked about those a little bit. I you know I got a, a few little things like, oh, battle medicine will probably be useful. And um, if we get into many social encounters, I've now got Charming Liar as a feat. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. So that means you and uh, Father Becker and Haytham both have battle medicine, is that right? Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. Again, more potential healing, which I see. The, I see <laughs> Richard. I could see the goddamn gears turning <laughs> in your head. You should see the expression on his face. He actually he almost put his pinky up to his mouth. And went, mm, <laughs> have yeah. we ever rolled a diplomacy check? We we I don't know if we have. Mm. I don't. You guys so. haven't yeah. met many people that you the, didn't just immediately only, try to kill. The only time I think we could have used it is when we met the. Those guys at the one Gosel Tower yeah. that tried to backstab us, and mm-hmm. I don't Twice. think I don't think we did. I don't think they tried. I think they succeeded in backstabbing us. They just didn't kill that, us. That was still another favorite moment of mine when uh, they tried to kill you the second time, and the battle went almost the exact same as the <laughs> first. And just completely unplanned, but almost just the same thing played out. I'll mention that uh, I did end up taking a clerical feat that. Frankly, I think that there's a different feat that I could have taken that would have benefited the character in a couple of different ways. Ultimately, probably would have increased both my damage output as well as my armor class, but I felt I had to take it for role-playing purposes. I had to take a different one, which was um, uh, the uh, to make sure I took the domain initiate feat, which I think um, might become important at some point here in the relative near future if, if rumors are true, because... Um, one thing that's kind of interesting is uh, you guys remember the bit of luck um, yep. that we yeah. used. Guess what doesn't exist anymore? Mm, I in know. That's 2.0. Oh, yeah. 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 Bit of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Gone away. That right. was a champion ability. <laughs> that uh-huh. actually worked out surprisingly well, especially given, I hate to admit this, our generous judge <laughs> who would allow us to use it to confirm crits. They're just um, saying this because I brought pizza. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. the only reason they're being good nice. really too. good pizza, mm. actually. Yeah, that's good. But um, yeah, so uh, so that that whole domain is entirely different. The luck domain, um, which I initially chose because I'm like, well, you know, I don't know much about this deity I'm supposed to worship. Maybe he occasionally helps me out, and so I figured that was a good manifestation of it. Uh, but luck domain now just just um, helps save. Basically, the two uh, spells that you get, the fo- two focus spells, just do saves. And so my domain has changed, um, which I think we're probably going to address at some point uh, in the in the future here, um, maybe relatively soon. So you're going to keep that a secret for now? I figure I will not talk about that okay. right at the moment. Uh, no. While we may not talk about the specific domain and ability, one interesting thing that you kind of mentioned there are the focus spells. That's something that's pretty much uh, the same across the board. Uh, all classes have focus abilities now, and these are many of the things that you saw in the playtest that may have been different per class. Now they're all just focus abilities. So, for example, Asherian, your uh, uh, Jaws of the Glutton, Mm-hmm. They still exist, but now they're a focus ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know domain abilities are a focus abilities. Wizards have different focus abilities depending on 
uh, what school they're in, and so on and so forth. And many classes have these, but now they're all called focus spells, focus abilities, and they do different things. But what's interesting is everybody starts with uh, how many focus points is that, Sean? Well, I believe. Let me hold on. Let me count these up. Just a second. Let me. Okay, just um, flipping some pages. That w- okay. What? Plus, that's one. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. One. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's one. And no. the and the max you can ever get is three. Yeah, ever. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. there. There is no way around yeah. that rule. And as a matter of fact, those those focus points are hard to get. I mean, they're sure it's easy. You just mm. take the right feats, but if you start looking at level requirements, you're not you're not going to be using three a day for a while. Now it's worth noting they're relatively easy to get back because right. you can get them back almost like there's no short rest in in Pathfinder Second Ed like there is in in Fifth Ed D and D. But you can like if you're a ranger one or rather a, a druid. One of the examples they give is like communing with nature, or if you're a cleric. Uh, Healing the sick for a an amount of time can can give you those back during the day. So it is there is the potential to use them more than once a day. It's one of the good things about familiars is they have an ability to restore focus points. Yeah, and they can do it like in combat. I want to say it's like two actions. So basically, they waste their turn and give you back a focus point. I wouldn't say waste a turn. Well, you know, because that's a pretty good exactly. Yeah, but that's a that's whole. a fairly big change. But at the same time, yeah. it, I like how they made it even across the board. They took one mechanic, applied it to everybody, mm-hmm. but all the abilities themselves are a little distinct for the class. Yeah. So, Sharon, how many times can you do Jaws of the Glutton a day now? Once. Interesting. Ooh. Whereas before, it was based off of the whole... Uh, I forget what it was I called now, but it, you, you had your spell points per day, and then you had your charisma mm-hmm. bonus, and then your magic items you're wearing subtract from it, but... Yeah. I mean, considering I was only wearing one for the long time and my charisma is pretty good being a sorcerer, I could be like, yeah, I can pop it four times a day. Well, and the, the fun thing about it, I think your your ability is probably a little better than what it was before. Although we did figure out that 10 pin points do not stack. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, if you were able to pull that off more than once, you would not be able to just add those temps. Though actually the way it works now is that you choose which set of temps you keep. So you could get temps on it from a second ability, or let's say you were able to recharge that and get a second use of it, and you can choose to keep the first set. Let's say they were if they were more, but you you can't just add them anymore. So, mm-hmm. and I don't know, we may have always been doing that a little wrong in the playtest, but uh, that is definitely the new rule. By the way, thanks, uh, Paizo, for uh, making those focus spells so easy to find in the big Oh, book. good lord. Yes. I, I was nearly reduced to tears the first day that I was going through this where I was, whatever, I guess my pal, I was, and it says, you have this spell, and I was looking for that spell everywhere. Yeah. You could not find it. Like I, I was like, I have found a typo in the book already. I'm going to go straight to their <laughs> to their booth and go, you guys don't know how to edit a well, book. And then, Well, Sean, well, I don't know why you're having trouble finding it. It's a fairly succinct book overall. Yes. Um, Do you is, see how it, the table where it's sitting on is now <laughs> starting to collapse under the weight of that tome? I, I do think, though, that that's one thing they improved a lot on over the playtest was where when I was like you, I was looking through the Paladin, which they renamed Champion, whatever. I was looking through there, and I was like, "Where's the, where's Lay on Hands? How does that work?" And all of those powers used to be mixed in with the spells, and now they're kind of like they have their own there's, section, right? Their own subsections of the spell mm-hmm. uh, chapter, which I think is a big layout improvement. Even though, even though the book is huge. You know, you were talking about 2001, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but Jason Bowman sent out a little quick video where they showed the palettes 
of these books. And I mean, it was fun mm. where he did the very close in zoom down kind of camera pan thing where it seemed to go on forever. And I don't know how many pallets it was, but it was a lot of mm. these books that they had there. And all I could think of was from 2001 where they're adding monoliths. And I'm like, how many more pallets does it take before he makes yeah. a son? Right. Yeah. And you know, we collapse in on the weight of the Pathfinder second mm. edition rule books. But it's it, it it's a tome. It is a weighty is a weighty tome. Six hundred mm. something pages. Yeah, yeah. about six fifty. Uh, what about fourth level? You guys made it to fourth level. Did anybody make some interesting choices there? The things you're adding that may not necessarily. I mean, I haven't even got to talk about my character at all. Did, you go ahead. Did you make any changes? Yeah. On uh, well, here's the deal. As a fighter, I'm the class and character closest to perfection. There was only <laughs> really one like kind of major change. And that is Furious Focus is now a six-level deal. Yeah. So Jesus. I had wow, that is a big and change. And it's dependent <laughs> it on taking another feat, isn't it? Uh, yeah, power attack. So guess what? What's that? Alder can power attack. I grabbed power attack. He grabbed uh, power attack. So I, I have been hit with giant ogre trees <laughs> so many times. I'm like, you know what? I'll try it. Yeah. But uh, uh, what is a neat little thing, though, is at level one, you get something. Actually, Rich pointed this out to me. I didn't see it before. It's called Exacting Strike. So if you're already under a uh, minus to your attack, like you've already attacked once, you can. It's kind of like a like a second attack, Furious Focus like a freebie. Kind of, well, what you do is like you would, you make your attack, and if it misses, your third attack doesn't take that penalty. So, your, you know, your, next, your second attack or your next attack. So the, second. So you have to have taken a first attack. Uh, so let's say you take your first attack at your normal bonus, and right. you take your second attack at say you're minus five, minus four if it's agile, and you miss. It doesn't. If you hit, you can't do anything. If you miss, you can now take your third attack with the same bonus that you would have taken your second attack. So you don't drop down to that minus ten or minus eight if it's agile. You are back to that minus five or four. And that's not a feat, is it? Well, it's a fighter. That's a, that's just a class feature. You get that. You yeah, don't it's have a to, class. I mean, you I don't have, have to, to invest a. I have to pick in. it. Do like, you? Yeah, it's a class feat. Like, but there's there's different fighter things. I thought that was a I no, that no. Was a class I had to feature. I had to pick it. It's a it's a level one feat, which they're a little stingy on. Not everybody can actually take a level one class feat, depending on what race you have. And so I actually have several fighter one feats. <laughs> yeah, that I pick because like power attack, that's a level one. Yeah. Exacting mm-hmm. strike, reactive shield. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, and and that is going to be the case sometimes. You're not always want to going to you're not always going to want to take. Uh, the highest level feet available because yeah. sometimes the, the smaller ones are still good. Yeah. yeah, the second level feats for alchemists, uh, those class feats are all still kind of not great. None of them wow me. Like they moved one of the first levels up to second level. Smoke bomb. Uh, it's actually something new they added. Now you can take a a level, say a level one alchemy item. Some have a trait. Some feats have a trait of additive one. Or some additive two, you can uh, you can modify that alchemy item up to your level, and so like say smoke bomb, you modify it by one, and then when you throw that bomb, it obscures the area. And that used to just be a thing you could do when you did quick alchemy, but now it's a level two uh, feat. But it's not that impressive, and none of the other level two ones are so. You, you know, know that's I, one of the... I think I've talked about that before where I was really glad I took wizard dedication and that's a great, I think a great level two option is a multi-class or even taking a level one feat over any of the level two stuff still. 
Yeah, I feel a little bit bad for Paizo because they're kind of in a damned if you don't, damned if you do situation. You know, they're towards the, before they really got into second edition, people were complaining about the first edition Pathfinder is there's just so many options you can't keep up. It, there, there's mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Oh my goodness, you have yeah. to own 100 books. And now that the second edition is out, the very first complaint that you're hearing from everybody is <laughs> there aren't enough options. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's, I'm sure they can just feel like they can do no right. Now we know there's a lot of new books coming. They've already announced them. So yeah, we know there's going to be a, a whole lot, bunch. We mm-hmm. know there's going to be a lot more options. And while although you look at that weighty tome that is this book and think to yourself, how can I feel like I don't have enough options with all of this? At times you still do a little bit, but we know those are coming. Uh, and there's plenty of room to play around with the things that we have. There's a lot of new toys here. So it'll take a little while before we get bored with them, I think. That's yeah. And that being said, like, Smoke Bomb did generate, like, to me, the, an image of, like, maybe a ranger who multiclasses with Alchemist, who does take that feat, who's, like, maybe got, like, a heavy crossbow. He's, like, a tactical character who throws a Smoke Bomb, moves into cover, fires a long-range shot, and is almost like a SWAT team ranger or something like that like that to me was really evocative so i think there are ways you can use it alchemist jumped out to me as one of the more interesting multi-classes for just about every combination it's the first one that i mm-hmm. said "Ooh, there's that'd be interesting i immediately started thinking yeah. of combinations i agree i think it's probably the best one feet dip you can take honestly because you get that core feature of infused reagents and you get to just make a couple it's like half as many as you it's, normally get a level. It's nowhere one, near but. broken, but there's some versatility in there that's just really attractive. Yeah, and I think the I think the mutagens in particular are to me something like you could almost make a Witcher multi class. You know, like take fighter and grab a couple cantrips. Maybe even just take the uh, ancestry feat that gives you a cantrip or something. And take a couple mutagens from an alchemist. Side note, if you really you know, wanted to explore the options, you can get a crap ton of cantrips early on. You can. There yeah. are a number of ways to grab an extra we, cantrip mm-hmm. or two. I had actually designed a wizard whose whole concept was having as many cantrips as possible. I got to a co- total count of nine. At level one. At level one, yeah. mind you, wow. too. Now, granted, they're still just cantrips, but if you wanted that to be your shtick, you can have all the cantrips. And they'll always <laughs> scale up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, that, is that true? I heard somebody mention that earlier. Do they automatically heighten? They do. They automatically mm-hmm. heighten, but it is now almost all of the things that automatically heighten are half your level. Yeah. So it, right. it used to be it automatically heightened all the way up, but now it is half level. Well, also it appears that they've they've didn't they? Do you guys generally get the impression they've depowered those cantrips a little bit? You were talking about lesser damage for at least as far as the damage dealing ones, maybe. You know. Yeah. I, a little bit. I do and don't agree with that. I don't feel like all the cantrips got nerfed down because i feel like some of them kind of got brought up a little bit like acid splash now um like being able to do persistent i believe if you heighten it and mm-hmm. like all of the the ones that they have like uh electric arc produce flame um and acid splash and stuff like that they have one for every element and it's always a consistent damage of i believe 1d4 i think it's either 1d4 or 1d6 but all of them are consistent damage which i like and I know that, you know, maybe Acid Splash used to do more damage, but Produce Flame definitely does more damage now because it used to be you used that for lighting a bonfire and yeah. nothing else. You know, it's worth noting, too, um, it, you had to heighten it to second level for Ray of Frost to do your uh, int mod, and now it just does it at level one. So <laughs> the heightened, instead of adding your int mod, it used to be, I think it was 1d8, then... Heightened was 1d8 plus int mod. Now it's 
1d4 plus int mod and then 2d4 plus int mod. Yeah, yeah so it, I'm sure somebody's already know. done the math on that to see what it works out. But, uh, you know, just adding your straight-up modifier, that's worth a decent D4 to D6. I mean, right. It's basically a, a free max D4. It's, you know, like before, right. if it was a D8, like statistically, you might come out better those first couple levels with the new version of it. Yeah. it. That's also the thing is that it's like, overall, I feel like they kind of laxed up on the whole thing because i noticed originally in the places that a lot of the cantrips were just like no it does 1d4 damage no modifier deal with it but then mm -hmm. when they actually released it like a lot of those cantrips end up becoming it's um 1d4 plus your spell casting modifier and it mm -hmm. immediately made so so many of those cantrips so much more viable because now the whole point is of your class is that you have that modifier and now yeah. you get to use it. I think they did make the the spellcasting modifier more relevant across the board too. Mm -hmm. And you know, with touch AC gone, there has to be something there to kind of compensate for them being harder to hit. Um, which maybe not entirely harder to hit once you're a wizard with a 18 in instead of like a 12 or 14 dex. Mm -hmm. It, um, it kind of goes into the theme. I really felt that with second edition, they tried really hard to take away the easiness of breaking characters mm -hmm. and uh, you know abusing so many things. So it's, hey, here, it's useful enough that you're still going to consider this an option, but it's not, uh, here's how I exploit it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one other thing I don't think we've, we touched on is uh, items have particularly armor, shields in particular, have HP instead of dents. See, right. now, yeah, now yeah, we get the back older. fighter can actually like get in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. Talk we're not just yeah I was going to say like that. That See, impacts Brad, and that's going to roll right anyone. into shields too because they're basically the same thing. Uh, one note I will make is that uh, shield block the reaction no longer available to everybody. It used mm -hmm. to be something that everybody had. Uh, now it, it's fairly limited. Uh, now anybody can take it as an extra feat yeah. and add it to them, but many classes have to take the feat if they want to be able to use their reaction. Now you yeah. still need to raise your shield to get that plus two to AC, so you still got to uh, spin the action. But unless you've taken shield block as a feat or got it through your class, which I know fighter is one of the few that just straights up get it. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. Druid gets it, apparently. Yeah, Druid actually gets it. Um, Champion, Champion gets yeah. it. And then several classes have it as an option depending on what you choose. What's funny is that if you cast shield, like a lot of you weak spellcasters do, <laughs> you get access to that feat for that section. Like, yeah, yeah. for that spell. Yeah. Um, but dents are gone. Like they've replaced mm -hmm. it completely with a hardness rating, and then your items have HP. Uh, so, like for example, the steel shield has a hardness rating of five and ten HP. And a lot of times, you'll see that the various levels of quality are hardness and then double for the HP. So, like, let's say that I hit Alder with an enemy. I mean, I doubt I'll do it, but let's just say, for example, I. <laughs> I and Alder chose to block that attack. And I did 10 damage to mm -hmm. you with that steel shield. Mm -hmm. How does that play out? So here's what would happen. Like I will, like the hardness five will soak five of that. And then I'm actually going to lose five HP off the shield. And I, five I, HP off of Alder. No. Yes. No, that doesn't happen. I don't ever lose HP. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, ignore that. Uh, and actually, at, at that point, it would gain the broken condition, right? It does. And why is that? Because uh, it took HP damage at all. 
I don't believe it's is it fifty percent or is it at all? It's, it's half. half. Okay. It's half of whatever its hit points are. Now your basic wooden shield, steel shield, they don't have a whole lot. No, they're actually um, much lower than steel. Yeah. Uh, when you get into uh, the Suri shields and some of the different. Um, Materials that you can use, you can get some pretty buff shields all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and the, the hit points get much more impressive. Want. But yeah, you know, <laughs> once you mm-hmm. uh, once you get to that half HP, they're now broken and not usable, but fairly easily repairable. You get about ten minutes of downtime or so, and you can fix that shield. However, if you lose all your hit point, it's gone. What the audience members don't see is me caressing Hatham's face <laughs> and drawing him closer. Earn. I have plus ten crafting. Yeah, oh, actually, daddy. another interesting one. Um, mending will actually become your mm-hmm. best friend for that. Yeah. Because it automatically restores 5 HP to uh, a shield. All right, you're back on the good list. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, though. Uh-huh. Actually, speaking of shields, two things I found interesting by looking at it. Tower shields, now a thing. Very hot. I've always loved the idea of tower shields. Two, <laughs> also, now you can get bosses and, shield, and uh, spikes for your shields. And what's fun is just a normal shield you can't put a rune on. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you put a bo- like a shield boss mm-hmm. or a spike, that can have a weapon damage rune to it. Yeah, shields are not considered armor anymore. They're kind mm-hmm. of their own deal. So there is no longer a plus one, plus two shield. They don't exist. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, all of the uh, magical shields are either special items or the sturdy shields. Uh, for them to be sturdy, they are inherently magical in one way or another. And there are what, like 10 different tiers yeah. of sturdy. It, there's a bunch. Most of everything else, they're like, there are three weapons. You get a plus one, plus two, plus three. Well, armor, plus one, plus two, plus three. Sturdy shields, it, here's your whole... There's one that had like a hardness of 20. And I was like, oh, please. It, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the uh, sturdy shields are uh, gold piece for gold piece, better than the adamantine. Mm-hmm. Much cheaper. If, yeah, if mm-hmm. you if you look at the comparative values, the sturdy shield wins every like, time. Like not even close. Yeah, it's pretty from a, a money perspective. So just let me have that. Speaking of repairing things and shields in particular, I did swap out a feat for quick repair, which lowers that from what was it before, like an hour or something. To I think it was ten, 10 minutes. It's a long time. Maybe it was ten minutes. Now it's one minute for me. Did anybody then, notice? On how it, Armor has hit points too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was gonna, I was gonna say like, how does that impact armor? Don't you so, dare, you motherfucker! Armor doesn't take hit point damage unless it's specifically targeted. So if you do something that say targets an object, like shatter, mm. or a few other options Ooh. that are out there, Ooh. there's some sonic damage. So someone can tar- theoretically target your armor. And if they do half hit points to it, it is also I broken. Mean, normally, the DM doesn't take damage either, but unless he's specifically targeted. <laughs> so, what, so what you're saying is like Shatter Object is interesting for the first time in five editions of D&D yeah, and two actually. editions of Pathfinder? No. Seven no, here's the, the deal. You, there, was a, there are several builds in Pathfinder 1 where you could go after magic items. However, they were universally disallowed yeah. at a table. <laughs> You're like, hey, I'm here, I'm here to shatter plus one weapons. You would get drug outside. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is you're here to shatter our treasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to shatter your tibia. Yeah, that's right. Get out. Like, you could do it. You just would not be allowed at a table. You should do it I, once. That rule still applies. Don't touch my shit. <laughs> 
Does anybody else have anything interesting about that? Real quick, let's go around. What's everybody's highest skill? Shirian, go. I actually don't have my character on me, but I do know that intimidation has become the best skill that I have, as also including that I have assurance for it, too. Nice, nice. Mm. Don't know the exact number, but I know it's the best one. Trash. Father, go. Oh, that's diplomacy, my friends. Mm. It looks like I'm the new face of the party at plus 10. Someday we'll use that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was before I switched up. Uh, originally, I had crafting at plus 12 because I took uh, expert proficiency in crafting to get the magical crafting thing. Threw that out the window for better out-of-combat healing. So now I have Arcana, Crafting, Lore Academia, Occultism, and Society all at plus 10. Damn. Nerd. Oh, and Medicine, of course, at plus 10. I have a Thievery at 11. Dun, dun. Nice. Interesting. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> hmm. I didn't know what else to pick. <laughs> Perhaps. We don't have a rogue. True. <laughs> Someone has to be the rogue-like character. What, what's fun is like I don't think my perception is as good as that. So, <laughs> can't no. find, if we can find a trap, I can take a crack. I at can it. give you an eagle eye elixir that'll give a plus <laughs> two to that. Mm. Sweet. Does anybody yeah. have anything specific about their character else they want? No, I'm I got pre- nothing, man. I'm, I'm ready to kick skulls and take names. So I think I the only other thing is uh, day. the only other thing is at level four I took uh, the. Uh, calculated splash, I think it's called, where my splash damage is now my int modifier, so my splash damage is always, is always four. The downside to that is the bomber specialization now, instead of not targeting allies, I can target either the creature I threw the bomb at or anything within the splash radius. Hmm. So you are no longer always immune. Just maybe immune. Just <laughs> Yeah, instead of instead of me being able to throw a bomb at Kobold one surrounded by two kobolds and three party members. Now I now I can't just freebie the splash damage. But in the future, there's also some interesting splash damage options where I can say throw a bomb and do splash damage in a 15 foot cone. I think I get that at level eight. Twenty something episodes, you barely say anything. Now you won't shut up. <laughs> interesting. <God> dang, Brad. <laughs> He's on. He's burning today. I get up really early. All right. I have fogs. <laughs> I think that really kind of covers how that's going to affect our characters exhaustively. Yes, exhaustively. <laughs> exhaustively. <laughs> but you know, we're by no, we're by no means experts on these new rules. We've been pouring through the books. We've been trying to learn as much as possible, and we're going to cover a lot more of the new rules as we get into chapter two and begin to present them. Mostly as they come up. I, I know we have a few little segments planned that maybe kind of give you more insight into how the rules work. Uh, now that the Pathfinder 2nd Edition is fully out. However, you're going to have to listen on and catch some of that in the upcoming episodes as we start Chapter 2 of The Adventure's Vault. Proof's in the pudding, and I brought the jello. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> hey.